0: Looking older today, die already, mate.
1: Yeah, I know, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it.
0: Yeah, big happy birthday anyway. How old are you now? 25?
1: 25. Halfway to 50.
0: I'm still a virgin.
1: <laughs> I tell you what, it's probably the quietest birthday I've ever had.
0: Uh, uh, I tell you what we've had some good bashes for your birthday in the past
1: oh I know I know
0: can you remember that time and I know it's your favourite place in the world but can you remember that time we went to Bridgend for you and Reese Edwards' birthday
1: yeah you, where, like, where are you going with this
0: <laughs> just, just how much you were enjoying yourself that night with um you know, you nearly got yourself a ready meal that night. You know, a middle-aged woman with a kid, so you didn't have to put in any effort. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was,
1: it was all came down to: can the kid, uh, a, roll wool? Well? Can he, b, uh, row up? <laughs> can he see feed pet lambs?
0: <laughs> yeah, I just, I just thought it was t- quite tactical of you. It's like you know when people uh, go to market and they, they buy uh, a suckler cow with a calf at foot. That was, that was pretty much what you were thinking. Of. <laughs>
1: I don't even know where to go from.
0: (laughs) 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 Morning off milking? Oh, silly question.
1: No, just milked, fed. Sheep came in. Ground can have a rest now, ready for the cows in the spring. So, Yeah, and then milked again in the evening and then uh, got to see your lovely little face.
0: I bet this is brightening your day up anyway. This is the best birthday present you could have wished with.
1: Oh, exactly. Especially with the guests we got coming on.
0: Yeah, he's a special character, isn't he? <laughs> he's dry to say the least, isn't
1: he? Yeah, dry as they come. And uh, yeah. if and if, if we've got any people who are struggling to sleep at the moment, his voice will just send them straight <laughs> off.
0: <laughs> uh, no, but I I got I gotta be fair to him. Like he is a really good friend of mine, and well, he's a different person now because the first time I met him, he was literally so shy, you know. Um, yeah, you could probably imagine that what he used to be like. You know what he's like now. He's a very intelligent, boy, isn't he? But you know, he's he's quite quiet, isn't he? But he used to yeah. be ten times that. And just to see the progression though over the years, how much he's you know come out of his shell and yeah, he's just he's really good, mate, and he's just top quality boy, really.
1: Yeah, he's a bit big for his boots now, aren't he? A bit cheeky. Bit cheeky he now does,
0: he does get a little bit cheeky he does um the best way to describe him really is he you know you know that line that we all have bantered up until the line he's yeah. the boy who crosses that line and doesn't yeah. understand where that line is and there's no so, filter
1: between his brain and his mouth i think is the uh, biggest issue with that boy
0: here's, here's just a typical example um another mutual friend of mine and it was his birthday recently and he'd finished with his ex-girlfriend um well not not that long ago a couple of months ago so um you know for matic this other boy was birthday it was he put several photos up of Matic, Toby and his girlfriend and actually crossed Matic's girlfriend's face out on every single photo so she had to look <coughs> on his wall look back at all memories that had been posted there for the public to see and Toby just blew her face out <laughs> you, know, you think it's funny but you know it is uh, borderline oh my god
1: <laughs> oh bless him
0: he's a good guy though not he
1: yeah, yeah, he's good as But talking of uploading uh, photos for your birthday, uh, you know, you always get a bit nervous and today was the day. But uh, <laughs> remember, remember last year when uh, Jonathan Howells uploaded those photos of me in from Magaluf and uh, Facebook banned him for breaking their nudity laws.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it must have been bad because I've never known anyone to get banned for Facebook nudity laws.
1: That was funny, yeah.
0: Just a mention about Toby as well. Fair play to him. He stepped in tonight, didn't
1: he? Yeah, yeah he did.
0: You know, um, we were let down a little bit last minute, uh, you know.
1: Fair play to Toby. He's been given about 10 minutes notice and he's going to jump into the breach and uh, save us all. Oh,
0: he is a good guy. You've got to know him quite well, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I got a lot of time for Toby. Um, Well, uh, he he always has a go at me because, you know, I went to his 21st and then he reckons I never spoke to him again. But what he forgets is he moved to the other side of the planet. What, What does he expect me to do?
0: Hello. yeah a couple of years in New Zealand We expected you to Skype in once a week <laughs> <laughs> uh, he uh, posted something on your wall today and actually just going back to that it was so bad you had to delete it not Facebook. You had to delete what he posted oh, like, on your again, again, he's
1: got no filter. Luckily, I have my phone to hand. And you know sometimes, like, you see your phone ping in. It's like, so-and-so posted, so-and-so posted. Oh, yeah, 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 whatever. I saw Toby green posted. Hang on. I better <laughs> open this up. As soon as I saw it right, I'm deleting that because I just don't need the aggro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it, isn't it? So then I, the white elephant in the room, <laughs> Am I officially... Giving the green light to Slate Harper after the debacle that happened on Facebook and other social media platforms that their student union posted the other day.
1: Mate, you can cry, you can slay them all they want after that.
0: It's fucking disgusting, mate. Absolutely disgusting. And I and I a university college that was born and created for farmers. Yeah. Posting stuff like that with content in it that incriminate the job that we all do to feed the nation. And I gotta say, I didn't even go there. I was fucking furious. So God knows what you feel like after, you know, you're student, you're quite proud of the place.
1: Yeah, well, let, let, let me just uh, explain to anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, was it two days ago now, um, Harper Student Union, you know, they decided it was a good idea to post um, uh, a selection of vegan recipes to help people who are currently going through Veganuary. Um, and as you can imagine, there was absolute uproar. They came out and apologized, but they only apologized because there was a backlash. Like, let's face it, if nobody had said anything, it would still be up now. So it's, you know, I don't think p- apology is worth anything. Sometimes you can say something in the heat of the moment and you can say something you don't really mean. And uh, you, you can apologize. And yeah, I, I'll accept that because, you know, a lot of people say things in the moment that they don't mean. But they must have spent time and effort researching it. Uh, spell checking it, making sure it's right. Making a logo, making a little.
0: How did they think it was going to end? What other way did they think it was going to end? Listen, I'm all for you know inclusivity. You know, everyone has the right to say you know what they feel and express their own views on topics. But an agricultural university sharing pro- basically it's propaganda. All veganuary is is propaganda, isn't it? At the end of the day, incriminating us, you know, the people who feed them and. I still, I still can't stop thinking about it, you know. And I didn't you even know well, that I,
1: I was one of the first year groups that went there as a university. Like it was, it was very much in this transition set stage of going from a college to a university, and you often saw that they were desperate to, you know, be seen to be prim and proper because they were trying to be a university. They've done incredible things. They put up incredible facilities and they're now offering broader ranges of topics. So you've got uh, like a lot more veterinary courses and they're taking local students from Keele University. And they've also started biology and geography. Well, they might even be doing more now, to be honest, I'm not too sure. And that's purely to chase £9,000 a student you know that, that's the only reason they're offering those courses and they're moving away from um, they're moving away from the farming sector which is fine they're more than welcome to broaden their horizons and you know offer more things and obviously become more lucrative and more but what they need to remember is the very foundations that they stood on and every penny they spend to get where they are today was paid for by thousands and thousands of farmers paying their tuition fees you know so as long as they stay true to their principles and
0: I don't know how you feel about this, guy, but I would quite keen to have whoever posted those comments come on the pod and explain their reasoning over a beer. Yeah, and some obviously there will be some friendly banter involved. But let's uh, let's see their colours. Let us let them put their colours to the mast and come on the pod and explain their reasoning to us both.
1: I imagine what's probably happened is because they're offering a broader spectrum of topics now. There'll be some students there who aren't from an agricultural background. It's as simple as that. And I imagine, like for those who don't realize, you go in university, you go for your first year and you that's when you get to know the place, you get to meet people, blah, blah, blah. And then in your second year, there are opportunities to become members of the SU. And I imagine there's probably some poor lass who is a biology student, no farming background and has decided to become the SU social media rep or whatever and thought, you know, that's a. But yeah, like I said, you need to remember the core values. Yeah, you're on honor. Yeah, let's get her on, yeah. Let's get her
0: on, man. I bet she got got blue hair.
1: (laughs) Talking of blue hair. Do you know what I was saying? that um, They started doing biology as a course. uh, Sorry, geography as a course. And um, we went back for like a Harper Old Boys weekend. And we were walking through campus one day, you know, whatever. And there was just this girl with blue hair. And I remember just one of the boys going... Fucking geography. I don't know. We all laughed. But throughout the weekend, it started to escalate. And by the end of the weekend, there'd be like a guy wearing a perfectly nice shirt, but it wasn't Ralph Lauren. And we'd be like, oh, fucking geography. Hello, and welcome to the Publius Podcast with me, David Reese,
0: Me, Jacob Anthony.
1: And our guest today, Toby Greenhouse. That's good. 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 Yep. I, I'll be honest, I've been calling you Toby Green for about 10 years.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, right. easy. it's easier to do that. It keeps it simple, but uh, it, it is German, if I'm correct, Toby. And isn't it the correct pronunciation? Greenhouse!
2: I don't think so, mate. I think it. I think it originated maybe from Germany a couple of hundred years ago. But uh, you know, there's a there's a small town in a uh,
1: Lancashire called Greenhouse. shower that's you told Jake. <laughs> oh, there's me
0: back my box.
1: <laughs> we thought this was going to be a fun podcast, but I think he's uh, not taking any piss. <laughs> uh,
0: he's a very serious person, Toby, as I'm sure we'll find out <laughs> in the next hour or so.
2: I, I've matured quite a lot in the last year, so... Yes,
0: yeah, so <laughs> it seems like it.
2: <laughs> uh, this is a special treat for us talking to
1: you on your birthday, is it? Oh, yeah, baby.
0: Dai uh, uh, was telling us about that post you put up on his wall and you had to delete it quickly.
1: Yeah, have you realised you haven't had any likes and that was because I deleted it? <laughs> I did wonder, but I didn't look at any other posts. Why did you delete yeah. it? Some girl can take banter, but that girl cannot take banter. So I think... Oh, really? <laughs> I, just, I didn't need the aggro, mate. But, uh, you missed it. Jacob said some nice things about you. I told him he was wrong, but don't worry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, I can't, can't wait to hear it. It wasn't that nice. It was basically about how, you know, he used to be weird and he's not quite as weird now, but he's still weird, wasn't
2: it? Hopefully, you've clarified that in the podcast. So, hopefully, a bunch of people won't think it, but I hope they don't,
1: but we'll see. <laughs> Buckle in, everyone. This is going to be a roller coaster of a podcast.
0: <laughs> but, but to be fair, we did say you've had like 10 minutes notice. Where, where are you,
2: Tob? Uh, at my house in. Well, well, the parents' house in Siren, yeah. Oh yeah. I'll you find been out. There, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Yeah. my 21st birthday, and then he left.
0: <laughs> remember, we were gonna have the night out in Sirencester, but we ended up going to Cheltenham <laughs> was here instead and yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that was an experience. Do you remember Toby having a fight?
2: I can remember I started on someone or something, or <laughs> I don't know, I, I I got kicked out of the club, so I was having a soak, and then someone tried to start on me. And then I just ran away and then he was chasing me and then Jonathan, your mate Jonathan got clipped on the side of the jaw from one of his mates or something. So that was a good laugh. <laughs> uh, you, yeah, great uh, laugh.
1: Um, out of the chat. I, I don't know why uh, we were just walking slowly up the high street now, like, like one o'clock in the morning. And for those of you who haven't seen him, Toby, what, what are you, Toby? Six foot? Nine, six foot three. <laughs> Six foot three, so Toby's all arms and legs. We we call him Mr. Tickle, and uh, I just remember we would be it's not we, just
0: because of his actions around young ladies, but yeah, carry on. That's another story.
1: We were we were just walking slowly up the high street, you know, minding own business, and the way he Toby, the way you run, you're all arms and legs, and he came bound, <laughs> he came bounding past us, and then these hooligans chasing after him, and oh, we all hell broke loose then. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I just stood there, sipping my pint, and I was like, oh, boys, I don't know you well enough to. Work. I think, I think <laughs>
0: you <laughs> went in the kebab shop for sleep when all of this was going on.
1: Oh, was that, <laughs> yeah. was that the same night? Yeah. A, a, same a, lovely, <laughs> a lovely PCSO officer put me to sleep in a kebab shop. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, it's all good fun, isn't it? What, what, what are you drinking, Tob? Choice to drink tonight It's a good old Carling. Uh, can, I, can I just, uh, before we start, did I just see a tattoo on your bicep?
2: Yeah, uh, a good old silver fern of New Zealand. Oh, man.
0: Oh, did you go to New Zealand by any chance? You never mentioned it, mate. Yeah, mate.
2: If you don't know, I, I spent four years out, out there actually. So, uh, out there. I'm
1: just picturing you with the Maoris in a vest with your silver fern on your bicep, <laughs> tensing away. Have any of you two stepped outside Wales? Or,
0: no, nah, I'm scared to go over the bridge, you know. <laughs> o- hopefully, now after Brexit, my blue passport will let me go anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, uh, I lived in England for three years and now haven't left the county for about <laughs> ten.
0: Yeah, an- anyway, Tob carlin is quite a strange drink uh, you know, for someone to be drinking in the town that you come from because the town you come from, not many people would lower themselves to drinking carlin. If you just like to explain where you're actually from, uh, I think people will understand what I'm getting at.
2: I was born and bred in the hometown of the Royal Agricultural University, which is Sarentchester. Oh
0: shit. Die um, oh, off me. <laughs> mate. I've been there.
1: You, you have to drive past, you have to I've been there. You have to drive past the Royal ag to get yours, mate. Uh depending on what way you come, yeah. But, <gasps> yeah uh, yeah I suppose if I came by helicopter, <laughs> no I wouldn't have to,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. but, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, just just to paint a little bit of a picture, yeah, Toby is—I oh, don't really want to say a good friend of mine. I'd rather say uh, an acquaintance that I got to know quite well during my BTEC days in Harbury College. So, and uh, over those years, then you know, he, you know, we felt sorry for him, so he used to hang around quite a lot with us. And I used to bring him back and forth to the Royal Welsh Show, and obviously, we used to go up there with my my lovely friend from across the valley by die. And uh, this is how these two got to know each other and they got quite close, bonding, talking over dairy cows. So uh yeah, they, you know Toby quite well too, don't you, Di?
1: I do love Toby, yeah. yeah
2: it's been a while though, isn't it? But uh yes it was good good times back then and Jacob took me
1: under his wing. But... Tob, um tell us um so you, you said you were born in and um into a farming family
2: or uh yeah no so uh, unlike you boys not um not from a farming background my mum's side of the family are uh, they live out in the countryside and uh my gran and my uncle and cousins they, they like grew their own veg and stuff and I had their own chickens um and just yeah I, I quite enjoyed getting amongst that and then one day my brother dated some girl who had a small dairy farm, so I did a work experience on there and then just kicked off from there when I went off to college and then met, met, met Jacob and, and then you die and then it's Grown ever since really and spent a few years in New Zealand and now studying at the RAU.
0: I gotta say you know it's quite a brave thing to do isn't it someone that's not like yourself from an agricultural background to go to an agricultural college and just throw yourself into the deep end really you obviously had a passion and a love for farming from an early age you obviously thought it's a career you could see yourself going into in the future but really what made you decide on going to Harbury College and Talk us through those early days of your farm and your college life. Uh,
2: I, d- I don't think I really had an interest for farming until I was like year 11. And I just saying to all my friends, I wanted to go to Hartford College, mainly because my brother went there. But uh, Thursday, I I, I I was speaking to Jonathan I was just on, on a bench like outside the library or something. And then he was just asking everyone what sort of experience they've had. And, and I, I just said, uh, I've had some experience like milking cows, like a couple of cows, and he said, "Oh, is that organic or conventional?" I, to be honest, I didn't have a clue what either of those words meant. To be honest, so um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, just I suppose just as time went on, Jacob and Jonathan like took me under their wing pretty much just. You know, introduced us to girls and stuff. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose that was one of the big bonuses of Harbury College, wasn't it? The fact that they had an equine Centre with a couple of 1000 uh job-related <laughs> females, wasn't it? That was a pretty good attraction about the place, wasn't it? But, uh, no, you, you certainly learned quick. I'm not just talking about the agricultural sense. You certainly learned quick about the <laughs> some of the other biology. <laughs> You know what? I actually feel like with you pair on here right now, because it's both been a a little while for the two of you. I think I feel like (laughs) Paddy McGinnis by here, and with you two eligible bachelors, you know we've got Toby there. He's about six foot nine. You know, speaks about four words a minute. Uh, You know, can milk a cow. Can actually milk cows. You actually Um, six foot
1: nine, Toby. Is it all in proportion or?
0: uh, Yeah. <laughs> what, big thing Again, that's another selling point for you Toad. you know if I'm <laughs> listening, this boy is not only six foot nine in height he's six foot nine in <laughs> something else as well and I'll let your imagination decide what so that's a good sell and now just to sell the other person that's here this evening I've also got another eligible bachelor he's scruffy he smells of cow shit <laughs> and his favourite hobbies include being miserable as fuck and drinking Guinness
1: that's the problem I could never go on a date because I'm too competitive if they say oh do you want to go for a drink <laughs> after two pints i like get it down! <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, uh, like, I, th- I think I think let's, let's be honest the, the real reason why you wouldn't go out on a date is because you don't actually speak to women <laughs> <laughs> so that is your issue they annoy me yeah well yeah, you, sometimes you just got to put up with it haven't you, you know? <laughs> So, but no, seriously, if there are any girls listening and they would like to get to know Toby or David, just follow them on their social media. Can we not DM do this? this? DM so, them direct. This is so pathetic. DM them direct and just, or if they're feeling a little bit, you know, a little bit shy, these girls are and would like to send their messages through to me, you know.
1: It makes us sound so thirsty to get attention. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like we've put him up to this.
0: <laughs> boys, <laughs> me, boys, I feel like I'm doing you a favour by it. I'm trying to sell you, and it's not an easy job. I'm not gonna lie. It's like trying <laughs> someone trying to sell a bloody class track. That it's a nightmare. You two virgins.
1: Toby, I wouldn't take any shit off this. Boy, would you? Uh, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I taught I told Toby everything he knows. He used my in <laughs> No,
1: no, he's not getting anywhere then. It's funny that you were saying earlier, Jake, about um uh me looking for a <laughs> me looking for a ready-made wife. Cause uh, the best story I've ever heard about Toby is that he went out <laughs> he went out one night and he was lucky enough to meet a young well, not a young lady, but he, he was lucky enough to meet a lady, a lady. and uh, <laughs> you know um things went really well, so she said, Do You want to come back to her mind and uh oh, for coffee yeah. and he said uh, yeah yeah that's fine she said oh but before I you know I just need to tell you that I have got you know I am a mother I have got a child he's like yeah that, that's that's fine you know I you know I'm a very inclusive person so anyway he went back and you know I'm sure they had a lovely time and the next morning the next morning he went out for breakfast and there was a photo <laughs> it was a photo in the kitchen of this lad in full uh, graduation gown and cap <laughs> and he said who's that and she said, oh, that's my son. And he started to do a little bit of maths in his head and he thought, well, hang on, well, he must be 22. <laughs> you must be straight. How old are you at the time, Tor? Uh, uh
2: What was that? 21? 20? 20. 20. It turns out that she was actually a grandmother, which was probably even worse. She
1: was a grandmother?
2: Um, a 50-year-old grandmother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Never had a missus, Tov, or what, uh, what's the deal with you? Uh, I dated
2: a couple of uh, women back in uh, New Zealand under the age of 30 may I add
0: she didn't know she was going out with you though did she
1: <laughs> Toby following yeah, people yeah, around yeah, is yeah. not the same as going out with her
0: <laughs> well you he only you only met her once like and was tagged in a photo with her and he put out his profile picture <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: just, I'm just, I was just doing what you told me Jake
0: <laughs> mate it works <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, what, what happened then and Toby you had good fun at Harbury College You, what did you do in your middle year placement then and...
2: well middle year placement it just I still lacked in experience. I wasn't really sure like what enterprise I wanted to learn as pretty much I did about six weeks in Hereford it was a good place it, it was just poor pay and um, like, I, I moved to a place that I didn't know anyone and lived on myself so I didn't really engage with the farming community or or into it. But it was a good farm, it was like a 200 cow dairy farm and uh, and the guy there, did some like welding on the side for business. So it was good to learn that bit, but I just didn't last very long there. So I just moved back back home with my parents um, and there was a local farm nearby called uh, Chesterton Farm. That was like a 100 cow dairy farm, but it was like five a side herringbone. So it was pretty poor efficiency. I hope it, yeah, I I
0: <laughs>
2: I, I, <laughs> I just I just got stuck with rearing the young stock and you know just learning a bit more about the industry and then I think it really kicked off towards the end of placement, like my interest of agriculture. I'd say in the first year we're in our, our class we were split up into three groups, weren't we? So group A, B and C, and I'm always classed as group C for whatever reason. But yeah, in the third year we're, we're we're all as one one group um it was just good to have the banter and get amongst it and then this,
0: this episode of the podcast is going to be group c <laughs> you know, there's episodes we've yeah, got group episodes B episodes and then group c this is definitely a group c <laughs> 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 you can't abuse me back mine tub be, be it's mind been podcast.
1: it's been a while since i've done the banter but yeah you can't give some banter back Tob.
0: It's been too long. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Lockdowns get into it.
1: <laughs> you went back for third year. And was it straight after Hartbury you went to New Zealand?
0: Uh,
2: no, straight after Hart- Hartbury I went up north to uh, Staffordshire. Yeah, Stoke on Trent. Spent two two and a half years there milking 400 cows. It was on a New Zealand system, so like all year round grazing and then spring block carving. I think that's where I got more into agriculture and uh, like especially into dairy farming because I found I just need more workers, so it's better opportunity to work and learn. Basically,
1: I think in terms of getting into uh, a certain sector as well, the other sector, the other sectors are far more seasonal. Like I know you said you were a spring block yeah. system, but like you take arable, you have um you say you have a month of drilling a month of harvesting you know you have these peak and lamb uh, sheep would be the same you'd have lambing and you know you have these peak seasons but even on a seasonal dairy farm you're still milking it every day you're still feeding carbs every day yeah
2: yeah definitely yeah i
0: think the other thing is like like you said they told there's more opportunities but there's definitely a lot more scope for progression within the dairy industry you tend to find more on uh, definitely in red meat farms you know beef and sheep farms for example that a lot of them tend to be more family owned and family based. So doesn't quite tend to be the scale for the workforce is needed. So often there's, you get to a certain point and there's no further place you can climb up that ladder, is it? So I definitely yeah. think that for like yourself going into the dairy sector has definitely been helped you quite a lot. And I know you've gained invaluable knowledge over the years by the opportunities that have been presented to you. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. Like, even though that hours might suck from working five
1: to five, as you would know, die, but uh, Di wouldn't know that. <laughs> Di does good and... morning, Tope, Tobe, 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 we haven't got to take it this week, mate. We outnumber him.
0: He's a nine to five milker, yes, We, have, we haven't got to
2: take it. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob doesn't really know what work is, really, does he? He's got like three workers working from it. So <laughs> <laughs> I, just,
0: I just hasten to add, like, none of them actually do anything with the sheep or the cows, like, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: look, how, look how defensive he is, Toby. Just can't take me.
0: <laughs> the only worker I've had in the last few years, Toby, is you when you came here lambing. It was actually <laughs> <been> my sidekick. <laughs> when he came here lambing, he crashed the tractor, didn't he? Oh, bad. Uh, well, no, I,
2: well, I I didn't know how to, at that stage, I didn't know, like, how to drive a tractor or reverse a trailer or anything, but, like, from my perspective, you were just teach me how to uh, drive a tractor and step up the hill, and then, like, you were on your phone, um, like, going up the hill, and then it was my turn to come down the hill, so I got my phone out and started to go on the phone, and and then you told me to, like, oh get off your fucking phone and stuff, but I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> well, and so
1: then... you thought you thought it was like, oh, oh, well, if you when you drive a tractor, you have must have a phone in one hand.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty <laughs> much what I thought, what I thought at the time, but
1: obviously not. I imagine that uh, farm in Staffordshire, especially being a, a spring uh, carving system, many of the things you learned there were easily applicable to when you moved to New Zealand.
2: Yeah. Pretty much, most of them are spring-based or autumn-based or both. So it's good coming straight from that farm, going into New Zealand, where a lot of the farms are pretty much the same, and it's the same like breed of uh, Kiwi cross, Friesian, and Kiwi cross uh, Jerseys and stuff. So it was.
1: What 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 was it that drove you to go out there? You know, did Did you speak to someone? Did someone recommend it? Did
2: Uh, Yeah. So basically, the the boys. Who I became good friends with from college. A couple of them had gone over there while I was working up in North, in, in Staffordshire, and they said yeah, they had a really, really good time and learned a few things. Yeah, just picked up the courage to head over there one one month, and then yeah, just loved it over there. The plan was only to go there for like six months, do do a couple of months dairy farming and a couple of months sheep farming. Ended up spending four years over there and had an insanely good time, pretty much
0: um When you were over there as well, toba a lot of people I know will probably be quite interested. So you got heavily involved in New Zealand's version of NfYFC, <laughs> basically in their version of the Young Farmers Clubs and their movement out there. I know it works slightly different to ours. What what were you? You were something, uh, some position with with a name?
2: Yeah, uh, I was just social media officer for like a year or something. You so. um,
1: just perving on people's Instagram. Guys. <laughs>
0: maybe, maybe uh maybe not quite michael penson with that uh that role
2: <laughs> yeah um i was going to be like secretary or something but it was time for me to head home it helped me gained a lot of friends otherwise if i didn't join that it, it would have been very anti time time in my life really but uh, it got me meeting sources and friends all over new zealand and managed to travel like, all, all over new zealand really,
0: So i know you really threw yourself into basically the kiwi lifestyle you were almost you know you you really got stuck into and you almost came a bit of a kiwi yourself you a lot of people from this country they'll go out there they'll spend our winter new zealand summer they're out there for a couple of months and i know it's a bit of a party lifestyle over there but for the winter months when you're over there i imagine for a lot of kiwis Bad enough in this country, but it can be quite isolating. Industry, so I imagine having movements like the young farmers over there really does help keep the uh, the community connected and through those uh, through those darker nights and everything over there. Does it? What, what was your experience of that? Ob?
2: Yeah, um, for me it wasn't too bad because I was based in the North Island, um, about an hour south of Auckland, called a place called uh, Pukakoe.
0: Pukakoes. <laughs> you, a one? A oh, yeah. <laughs> you know the one? Oh, yeah, um, That's by Aberdildo, just down the road in the Swansea. <laughs> so, yeah,
2: <laughs> um, so, yeah it, was, it was all right for me because it was like 20 minute drive into town. Whereas in some places in New Zealand, you can be driving for a good hour, hour and a half, two hours before you get into a decent sized town or something or into a city, so uh, it
0: must have been a nightmare when it was time to meet someone on Tinder. It was it told when you had a match and <laughs> <laughs> you were Kiwi slaying?
2: Uh, no, Colin, I don't think I ever joined Tinder over there.
1: To well, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, he didn't need it, he was social media, exactly. In part, just a stray light, like you know, there,
2: <laughs> but yeah, pub life over there is a lot of different compared to you. You know, you would get a town would be like four houses and a pub. So you'd get about three people in there. Whereas pubs over here, no matter where you go, you seem to get a good twenty people. I, I think I went to a couple of pubs to meet some people and stuff, but it was just it was just
1: dead in there. Food was a bit off as well, but I'm not going to that maybe. But <laughs> I could I could just picture you on your own by the bar with two blogs in the corner, there's Jim and Wilson from Friday Night Dinner, just uh, Shalom. <laughs> So yeah but you, you you said then that there's a lot less of a drinking culture in the young farmers. W- Why do you think that is?
2: Uh probably just less people in New Zealand, and guess. So.
1: Yeah, I suppose. <laughs>
0: oh, British drinking culture is just you know you know yeah. it's like you go abroad, and it? You know we are, well, we're seen as dickheads, really, aren't we? When you go to America, they have about four or five pints, and that's nast- not saying I can drink much more than four or five pints. I'm just saying the average Brit like one yeah. I,
1: I, I was going to say, if Britain's known for his um his drinking culture, where are you from,
0: Jake? <laughs> I'm from Wales, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm <great. laughs>
2: Don't get don't get me wrong, Kiwis can easily outdrink me, and.
1: Everyone I've spoken to yeah. has said they'll go to the pub and there'll be one Maori in the pub, and that Maori will <laughs> drink anyone on the table.
2: yeah
1: <laughs> no I bet that I bet that young farm the young farmers out there is brilliant for British boys like yourself going over though because you can be completely on your own. So I know an awful lot of boys who went over on their own, and you know you completely yeah. in the wilderness, but you know that you can go somewhere on a you know i I'm just guessing a Monday night. And there's like-minded people in the same industry who can just guide you along the along the right path.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I do have to give a shout out to the there's a competition over there. They got, it's called Young Farmer The Year. It would be so good if there was something over here for the Young Farmers Club as well. But it's it's there's three levels. It's uh district something, and then national. And then it would just be like 12 random modules. So one of them would be proper free wire fence or something. Uh another one will be grade these different type of potatoes make a sushi roll um so just like test all your knowledge but you wouldn't know what was being done until you get there on the day and then top three or four go through but as you go on to the next round the modules get harder and harder but it's just a real good way to test your knowledge and then get amongst it and you meet other people and um have a good time after and the prizes you can win over there look real good you win a chainsaw at district level and you know win a
1: tractor Uh, National level, so um... do do you know what it sounds like? It's Jake. It sounds just like ferm factor.
0: It does. It does sound. I was thinking exactly the same. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to explain a little bit about Film Factor die? Because
1: no, I don't. I've only ever seen the adverts. I've never watched it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm the same. I haven't actually watched it. I've. I but anyway,
1: know, I only know it because my old lecture. I was one of the judges.
0: Oh, and uh, living the dream was one of the judges. <laughs> but um, yeah, and Factor is um. There's a TV show on um yeah. Welsh language program where they pretty much do all of those activities and tasks for. Uh, young farmers that enter the competition or not always young farmers or they die. I, I honestly don't know.
1: I, I wish I hadn't brought it up. But I am not got a clue, I'll be honest. <laughs>
0: If anyone, if anyone is actually uh, listening to this podcast, no,
1: I don't think they'll be asking us to sponsor them anytime soon.
0: <laughs> um if then, in fact they would like to sponsor the pod, just get in touch with David <laughs> Reed or Jacob Anthony at publius.co.uk.
1: You've just seen what a wonderful job we do of plugging your show.
0: <laughs> what a bit of uh, what a bit of incentive! We could plug a lot better.
1: I'll be honest. If you give me a if you give me a grand, I'll plug anything. <laughs> So, Tob, tell us about the farm you're on out in New Zealand. Uh, what, um, what sort of setup was out there?
2: So I spent three and a half years out there. It was on two different farms. The first farm near Pakakowi, it was uh, 2000, 2,000 dairy cows. Two of the farms with 900 cows on a rotary. Two other farms there, there about 150 cows each in a... Uh, 15, 20 cider herringbone or something. Um, but it was it was all in like one block of land, all grass-based. So grazing all year round. When I first started Dow's assistant, herds manager, or whatever you want to call it, I gradually um went out the ladder, got into a position of um 2RC dry stock manager, and then came on as dry stock manager at this at this same farm, obviously. Um, so I managed to see, you know, the whole wide range of the whole farm of like you know, milking cows, rearing calves, trying to grow heifers off basically just grass. I, I, I finished at that farm for about two and a half years in New Zealand and I spent nine months on a 800 cow dairy farm near a place called Waiuku on the west coast of the North Island. It was slightly better because they had uh, irrigation. A real efficient Parler said, What
1: are you smiling at, Jake?
0: <laughs> uh, because I know the real reason you left that first farmhouse. <laughs> <so.
1: laughs> <laughs> well, roll back in. I'm keen. You, go on. I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> this is on the
0: podcast. <laughs> I think it needs to. Um... <laughs>
2: <laughs> it might up your viewing rate, but it's definitely not going on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, can, I, can,
0: I, can I tell Die anyway?
2: <laughs> go on, uh, you know I just thought it was a funny story to tell the lads when I get back to England pretty much that's
1: all uh, that matters isn't it (laughs) that's brilliant
0: Uh, So, and Tobe I know in an ideal world you would have liked to have stayed over in New Zealand but I don't know if you'd like to elaborate on how you ended up coming back to being in this country and what the story was behind that
2: Uh, yeah sure I'll start when I first Went to New Zealand, so you can start off on a holiday working visa, which allows you to travel around New Zealand for for up to two years, but you can only work for a maximum of of twelve months. When I first went there, I just worked for pretty much the straight twelve months, and then had to get a new visa. So I applied for a new work visa, and obviously that came came straight through uh, because I had experience from back in the, back in the UK, um, and I had my BTEC certificate, which means a lot. Um,
0: <laughs> Leave that <our> BTEC alone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, just like, I was only getting visas for like a year at a time, so it was quite hard to try and plan your life a year at a time. Tried to apply for residency, and they go off that point system that might be brought over here, and uh, you get more points for the more qualified you are. And you need a total of 120 points to try and apply for residency. So you get like 40 points for a degree, 20 points if you're under 32 or something. And if you can speak English, you get 10 points and stuff. So it's, it's obviously... I did. I don't have. I didn't have a degree. I still don't have a degree, so I didn't get very many points. So I took the decision to come back to England and start studying at university at the Rau. So as Jacob has been saying, obviously I, I, I get a lot of stick for coming back into education at a mature age. Um, still praying on the freshers, it? You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, praying no. on the freshers. <laughs> Yeah, it's just something. I think as time goes on, it's something that I need to do to, like, get this degree because like, I want to get get up the ladder as a manager. So I need to want to like learn like, the business side of agriculture. And unlike Jacob and I, I, I don't have my own farm to fall back onto. I just need to uh, gain this degree and manage a farm or But not me.
1: All credit to you. I think it's incredible. But you you said you're back. You're doing a degree now. How's that going? Uh, it's going well.
2: Obviously, it's a different world at the moment because there's a lot of screen time, and it was just pretty much my first semester in at uni that I got to have the like the classroom experience.
1: How have you found integrating, obviously, with eighteen-year-old freshers?
0: <laughs> Always been a dream of this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh... <clears throat> <laughs>
2: In the classroom, is right, because I just seem to carry on. I just seem to carry the class.
0: Shut up! <laughs> I'm, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm there able to, like, chat with the teachers and ask the, all the questions and have a voice and stuff, whereas everyone just sits back. Uh, the night's out a bit different. Unless you know someone from class, it's kind of awkward to hang out with them.
1: Yeah, but how, um, how, is it, how is it awkward hanging around because of the age difference? Like, you know, while they're all filming their dance, doing dances for TikTok, and you're still being uh, <laughs> heartbroken by T2 by infrared?
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel it just feels a bit awkward of the age gap. I mean, there are a few students in my classes who are like around my age and maybe a year or two younger. So you, I can still have a good laugh with them.
0: I suppose it's a very different, you're not there for the experience, you're there for the end goal, you're there for the purpose, which I think a lot of us when we first move away, that's not necessarily all right, we go there to get the qualification, but that's not necessarily the be all and end all, it's also for the life experience, the growing up, but I suppose you've kind of already done that, you were there literally to learn and get that piece of paper at the end of it, you've almost left the life in New Zealand because you didn't have that degree, isn't it? So you've come over here for a purpose. You've got a goal at the end of it and you know exactly what you're doing, which, you know, I take my hat off to you. It's got to, It's quite commendable, really, isn't it? It's it's actually quite brave, I think, to do what you've done.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, thank you. Um, yeah, like you said, I, I definitely need this degree to get on in life and get up the ladder and stuff. When I was in New Zealand, I was just mainly dairy farming, but as I came back here to study for this degree, it's like made me... Uh, learn more about different enterprises and have more variety so I, I I before i never done much work with arable and crops and stuff whereas now i've, I've done a couple of harvests on that uh yeah, yeah I, I i kind of prefer talking about crops and arable work compared to dairy farming now whereas milking cows just gets a bit boring then it die
1: so basically, i wouldn't know Basically, after a month in uh, Siren, you've realised, hang on, I can make the same money and not get up in the morning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so then, Tobe, is there anything, you know, you're, you're a Siren boy, and now you're not only a Siren Sester boy born and bred, you have now actually a student of the university. Is there anything you'd like to say to Mr. Reese? Because I know there's a fair bit of banter usually between Siren and Harper students.
2: I heard from a previous podcast that Harper don't really have much banter, but I'd lo- like to point out, at the end of last last year, on the rugby pitch, someone had managed to burn out the grass to produce a massive phallus, let's say.
1: You can swear, Tobe. you can swear.
2: You can bit, swear. <laughs> That's right, it's just a good good bit of banter from the Harper lads, i would say to be honest, but...
1: Well Harper Boys really... came down and <laughs> used Roundup to spray a cock in your roomy perch.
2: Yeah, Roundup, so I don't know what it
1: was, but uh If you uh if you were involved in the said instant, please get in touch. <laughs> 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 no, to be fair, I, I like um well, well I've always heard the about the the rivalry between the two the two um establishments, but every time I've met Siren Boys, they're always good crack. Like I think it's all just tongue in cheek actually. Yeah, yeah. I do love the idea of when the Harper boys do come down there's these 18 year olds <laughs> strapping other 18 year olds and then a 28 year old Toby going yeah come on
0: then <laughs> go on son <laughs> he's
1: like the wheelstone raider by the side of the rugby
0: pitch <laughs> I imagine you fill a lot of them in when they come down do you Tobe?
1: Uh,
2: no I just I just run off and let them do their own thing <laughs>
1: What's your views on um, Veganuary, Tope? I'm,
2: I'm not going to support it, because obviously I shared your post the other day, but if people want to partake vegan, then they can, but just don't shove it in front of everyone's face.
1: It's a free country, you can eat, you can do what you want, that's the beauty of living in a democracy like ours. But at the very least show some respect because like what they seem to forget is that if it wasn't for like the birth of agriculture and generations of farmers working, they wouldn't be where they stood. Civilization wouldn't exist. The buildings around them wouldn't exist. You know, people say that like the industrial revolution was uh, fueled by coal. It wasn't. It was fueled by food. If it wasn't for generations of people not having to worry about where their food comes from, civilization would not exist.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Um, uh. I was riveting, I. Sorry, I, 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 I'll get off my high horse now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Should we uh, give him the can't talk cows out?
1: Let's give him the can't talk cows out. So, question one: most used word or sentence on the farm?
2: Uh, most used word word. How much can you swear on this podcast?
0: Oh, mate, you can swear as much as you
2: want. Um, most used words probably. Um,
0: hey, that's. that's <laughs> <own
2: businesses>, <laughs> it's like the most used word from Kiwis because they'll say they'll say "good" <laughs> as they like, like a good lad, like, right? and they'll just say that all the time. But then,
1: so are you sure it is common lingo? Is just all aimed at you?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it, it, it's it's too common out there.
1: No, no, I know, it's I know. Say it all the time. Though. New Zealand, Australia is terrible. All the boys come back from there and they just can't stop. Yeah, yeah.
0: Question two: What is your all-time favorite Cablan classic song? Oh,
2: uh, I, I think it would have to be uh, "Hometown Glory," Adele. Oh, remix. Oh, by yes.
1: yes, Toby. That's <laughs> a hell of a show. <laughs>
0: I just want to say, (laughs) this young man has a fantastic taste in music. We went on Stag do uh, just before lockdown to Prague, and I literally forgot. Toby was in charge of music in the apartment we stayed at. I literally (laughs) forgot how good he is at picking songs. Question three, Toby. Four legs or four wheels? I think this is pretty much (laughs) self-explanatory.
2: Yeah, four
1: legs, obviously. Toby, pit or bales? Yeah, pit. It would have to be pit, wouldn't it? Yeah, it makes sense. A lot more sense. easier to handle. And finally, you've been on a few AGMs with us, haven't you,
2: Actually, with my own club, but ended up meeting up with you guys. For most
1: basically, of the you went with you your know. own club, but you realised that you're having animal. a much better laugh.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, are you basically trying to be Staffordshire isn't fun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nah, it's not that. Just good old banter in Wales, isn't it? So. <laughs> An
1: English, English lad with the Welsh lads. So what, what what would be your favourite slogan, Joe?
2: There's a bit of a story behind this one. It's like my last AGM or something, and I asked, I asked Jacob if he knew of any good slogans. And he told me, I'll go down on you, like the milk price does. So I went out and got that on my shirt, and then <laughs> I, I rock up with you guys or something, that like pretty much the whole Glamorgan Club have got it on their shirt as well. So <laughs> I thought it was going to be the only one there to have it. But yeah, it's a bit of a...
0: <laughs> so... so- that's your favorite one, is it to uh,
1: good old story to it, isn't it? So. <laughs> so so to be fair, you've got to be really careful when you go into these companies and ask them to print AGM slogans for you. I know uh, <laughs> I, I organized the one I organized all those tops for like the last AGM we went on. And uh, the yeah,
0: um, the best one. I uh yeah. <laughs> I
1: uh I, I sent the email off of what I wanted on everyone's and um and I didn't think anything of it. I just sent the email off what we wanted. And uh, I had a phone call off an unknown number a couple of days later. <laughs> and I, when I answered, yeah. there was a bloke foaming on the phone saying, we are a respectable company who um, <laughs> pro- provides uh, uniform for school kids. I am not printing a top with the word wow. paedophile on the back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: okay. is the Boris Bell. You ready, Tope?
0: I'm time in. Ready, Tobe. Three, two, one, go. Go, 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 go. Oh my God. <laughs> I might not be second bottom on the pile after this. I think. Oh, this is
1: he's, he's, he's drinking with his right hand, so we can have another one he finishes.
0: Yeah, this is yeah, he's gonna have to down another pile. Oh, he oh, stopped oh. halfway. Stopped halfway. Oh <laughs> my god, he's beat I've beaten him. <laughs> I've well, beaten he him. He hasn't even got
1: halfway yet.
0: I've beaten him. Oh, my God. I think we've got a new last place. Is this the future of
1: agriculture? Yeah.
0: It's the future of Sirencester, mate. This is Sirencester. This is what happens. Come on, mm. mate. Your time, the clock is still going. You can't be the first person to take over a minute to down their pine. <laughs> <laughs> there we are, boys. Oh, my God. 0.15. Have we got a new last place, die?
1: Hang on, obviously, but I'm just going to Google what takes 50 seconds.
2: Jacob to have sex.
0: (laughs) 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 I'd be happy to put a 50-second performance.
1: (laughs) Toby, you are the 10th contestant on the Publius Shield. I am proud to announce that you have come in a strong 10th place, and I'm even prouder to announce that no one ever, Ah. no one will ever be slower than you.
0: Way hey, well done, yeah.
1: <laughs> You're a lover or a drinker, and you, Tob. That's the one.
2: From what I can remember, Dyke like he would just open his gullet and just down it. When it <laughs> I'm sure,
0: I'm hey, sure he's yeah. not that bad, is he? <laughs> oh, that, was, that was brilliant. Thank you, Tob.
1: Yeah, cheers, Toby. Big one before bed now. <laughs>
0: to be fair, Dyke Di did ask have you got any hobbies, and what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> He's the only boy we know that have ever nearly completed the March Marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Toba. We know we can count on you, and you uh, certainly delivered.
1: And remember, any prospective women now give him a message. He's uh, what, what's on the what's your Instagram, Tobe? Uh, Instagram is
2: greenhouse Toby, but you gotta try and spell greenhouse. So, oh, bit of you.
1: mystery, girls. <laughs> bit of mystery. I hope you're ready because like. Your socials are about to blow up. You <laughs> oh, we'll
0: have, like, we'll have at least four new followers. My followers have actually gone down since starting this. <laughs> yeah, well, the, amount
1: of <laughs> drivel, the amount of drivel you talk, I'm not surprised.
0: <laughs> All prospective sponsors have left me.
1: You've 100% googled. How do I get more followers?
0: No, I'm still looking for how do I get an agent. Why don't you get a mama a mom a
2: Make your mom make your mama your agent.
0: Of what? You Make struggle with mom. English
1: too, but <laughs> <laughs> it's my second language, isn't it? Make your mum your agent, yeah. That's a good point. Make your mum your agent, Jake.
0: It's working quite well with Doppy being our agent, he does loads for the pod.
1: Yeah, he, he, this is the vital role he plays in the middle of the biggest lockdown in human history. He's trying to organise a, a a tour of a brewery for the podcast. So like, <laughs> Ev, we're in lockdown, brother. Funniest thing is because um, the the podcast page only follows me, Jake, and, to- uh, and Evan. Yeah. Every time you open our Instagram page, it's just photos of Evan's kids. And, uh, and the, other, the other day, I was out with Evan, and I had a notification. So I opened my phone, and Evan was looking on my shoulder. And when I opened my phone, it was a photo of his boy. And Evan was, Evan was like, why the fuck have you got a photo of my son on your phone? And I was like, I'm oh, sorry. Sorry, no, no, no. It's uh, I, I promise, I promise. It's... <laughs> and while you're there, follow at Pabil's Pod. Um, some of the memes are going down a storm, they, Jake?
0: Yeah, they are. I hope you're all enjoying them. And if you fancy sharing them, just share, share, share and share again. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, remember to
1: like, subscribe and leave a review. Uh, basically, you can slate us as long as you give us five stars.
0: Um, thank you, Jake. Thank you, David. And most of all, thank you very much, Mr. Six Foot Nine. There
2: was another lad called Six Nine, so I'm not. I think you're going up with another person there. But yeah,
1: I'll see you later on. It's going to take weeks to edit this
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Uh, cheers, cheers, Tom
1: Yeah, cheers, Tom If you can't do 10k for a sweet, then I don't wanna hear no chat about numbers You ran out my youngers, all blacked out like grungers Tens and twenties and hundreds,
2: tens and twenties and thousands I can't ever test loud on my every shouting Soon go back to the mountains, third out nigga I blessed to be with smoke And my day one rose, they kept me close, then I sit my Teddy take talk. They're trying to get me on the ropes, I ain't broke, but especially in this core So please man, let's just be adults, and don't be flexing in my bowl Nigga, you can't test
0: me, I'm the GOAT Go let's get less looking for